Welcome everyone once again to Goosebuds episode nine. Woo. A, oh. That was an introduction. Oh, I know it's probably only sorry. took us seven years. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, I it's a great day. I, I know it uh, is. Uh, it is my birthday. Uh, happy birthday! Oh, no, 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 no! Birthdays are dead. We to just me. got happy birthday. No, we're no. This is we're gonna get sued, even though that is in the public domain now. You know what? Is it? Oh, we can do it now. Apparently, yeah. after years and years of like some like a Warner Music Group type organization from getting millions of dollars a year uh-huh. off of Happy Bo- Birthday royalties, the judge is finally like, "You guys really didn't do anything to get that song." Like two school teachers. And like the 1800s wrote it and sold it to a producer, like a record producer, for like $20. Like, Warner Music Group or whoever it was does not deserve to make millions of dollars off a stupid, stupid birthday song. So they finally yeah. reversed it. Now it's public domain. But That's awesome. Hey, I do want to say, though, it's your birthday. Mm-hmm. I know the internet likes to make a big thing out of it, but I'm saying this as a friend. Happy birthday, my friend. Oh, thank you. The thank real you one. The real thank happy you. birthday, Chad. Thank you. Yeah, well, I texted him earlier, so. Oh, <laughs> I texted, oh, I texted him <laughs> at 8 a.m. PST, you motherfucker. Did. I woke up to yeah, that beautiful and thing. I probably texted him not long after that. I'm going to check. <laughs> I'm going to check the time. While you check your texts, guys, can I tell you exactly how... Uh, we'll get talking about Goosebuds in a second. But can I tell you exactly how old I feel? This might make you feel as old, uh, old as well. Yeah. Is uh, I'm lucky enough out here in L.A. Everyone's like to see... like early stuff on animation. I feel like I'm not going to break any NDAs by saying this if I speak very generally. I got mm-hmm. to see an inside look at an animated film that's going to come out in the next two to six years, staying broad oh. as I possibly can. And this movie oh is doing the Happy Feet thing where songs, uh, are, pop songs, are being sung in bits, you know, choruses, short mm-hmm. segments, to convey what the characters are feeling. Happy Feet did that right. all the time with like an Elvis song and then there'd be like an Eminem song or whatever. It was a weird movie. This new movie does that as well, and there's some classic songs from the 80s and 90s, 70s. Song that came out of nowhere, The Gorillas. Okay, which one? Clint Uh, Eastwood? Clint Eastwood. I figured it was going to be, yeah. It's a great song, Mm -hmm. but it instantly realized that I am old enough now that Gorillas' Clint Eastwood is like a nostalgic classic to reach back into and grab me as a parent. That's a high school song for us. Right. Yeah. No, I drove around in high school all the time. But like, there's that. And there's like car commercials now. I'm 28 for the record for anyone asking. Uh, uh-huh. Like, there's car commercials now where like a dad will get in a minivan and like like a Nirvana song will play or something. Or like a Weezer song will play. And like, yeah, you're a dad. You liked Weezer. And now you have kids who are six. You're old. Yeah. I feel super old. Well, it's weird because there's a thing going on right now called Emo Revival. What? Where all the emo music is popular again. Like, the shit that I liked in high school is now becoming repopular. Like, Weezer and, and Blink-182. Not that Blink-182 is emo. but Dashboard you know, Confessional. That, yeah, like Dashboard Confessional. All the, like, Taking Back Sunday. All that shit. It's popular again. What? It's back. I, I don't know. And, and not even... I got a confessional. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. Let's go on. I got a confessional that I'm ready to lay out there on the dashboard. <laughs> okay, okay, like this wrestler. Just, it's like your it's wrestler setup. <laughs> Emo can stink it. Oh, Whoa! it was a fucking. It Whoa! was a wrestling disc the whole time. It was a wrestling. Uh, yeah, dick. that's right. 
I heard hey, that. I don't hey. need curses to put you down. <laughs> no, there's also the good emos coming back too, like like all the the classic shit. Like uh, um, you're scanning uh, your brain for. It. Hey, Weezer's yeah. good, guys. We're not, I'm not going to bash Weezer or all that shit. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm not, I don't stuff. really have a bias against it. I just was never into it. Emo yeah. had the unfortunate claim of being the most generic term made up. The way hipster kind of yes. is now for everything. There was a couple years where everything was just labeled emo because it was quote emotional. Right, it, emo was emo was good until it. And I heard multiple bands. I think Get Up Kids said something along the lines of they were like, "We created emo, and then it became like hair metal of the 2000s." And it's totally true. That's, yeah, absolutely. I would I would agree with that statement. Yeah, that's very very apt. Uh, I don't know how to segue this at all into our conversation about uh, a summer Books? camp. Emo emotions. The emotion of fear, uh, <laughs> sitting in a tent while a claw and scary eyes come at you. That's what's on the cover. Mm-hmm. I felt a couple. Welcome. I felt a couple camp. emotions. Nightmare. <laughs> I, I felt a couple emotions, mostly of guys. I am so excited to talk about this book, which you might not guess because I just talked about emo for five minutes. But holy shit, this book! This book goes for some turds. Welcome this? to welcome to Camp Nightmare, indeed. This book is the best Goosebumps book that we've I read think so, so too. I think as I well. I think so too. Oh. I think so too. We are, I was sleeping on this one because I have no memories of it. I have no memories of it whatsoever. And it looks kind of generic. It sounds generic. Wait, you don't have memory? Okay, oddly enough, I wrote down in my notes that this is the first one that I vividly remember reading as a kid. Really? Yeah, hmm. because I really associated with the main character because he was like this dorky, worried kid. And I was like, oh, that's me. I'm like a warrior guy that's dorky and I'm shy. And I have, a, I have a shy weirdo friend. Like, that was me. Like, I just immediately, like, ciphered into this kid. You know, to be fair, this kid, too. Also, the first, I think, brave kid in Goosebuds, uh, Goosebuds history and Goosebumps history. Like, maybe yeah. I'm wrong, but he makes brave hero choices. He's, he is the most likable kid that we've had so far. For sure. Which is almost to you a point of the story. Go ahead, Dom. Gonna blow the lid off this one. He doesn't do any mean jokes to his friends in <laughs> chapters. That's true. Yeah, he just saves his friends' goddamn lives he when snakes even attack cares. him. He even cares. Oh, so you know what? Go on, Paul. You 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 lay it on the line, man. Should we just, just get said, right into it here? Snakes. Sure, sure. He saves them from snakes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He saves them from a saber monster, whatever oh, that yeah. is. The saber, the, the, the Honda saber. He saves the buffalo a, man's li- a man's life. In a river. <laughs> yes. A man, which is worth at least three children's lives. <laughs> yes, yes. Because all those children aren't making it to manhood. Only one of them's making it. We know how we know how the things work in the world. These kids are dying. You saw them in the book. They're dying left and right. They are dying. Yeah, let's, let's set the scene in case you haven't read the book or watched the Goosebumps episode. This is kids are going off on a faraway camp. And by the way, this is a story where things actually happen this- from page 20 onward. This this one is like the Fury Road of Goosebumps. <laughs> it's one continuous <laughs> drive. <laughs> oh my god, I would pay so much to see that on the cover of this book on reprints. <laughs> the Fury with, with my yeah, my name under yeah. Paul Ritchie of Paul Goosebumps, Ritchie. a podcast that talks about Goosebumps sometimes. <laughs> no, all right, it, these kids sometimes. go to a camp. There is a co-ed camp, which really uh, I don't understand. I don't understand the co-ed Well, camp. whoever invented the camp thought that apparently kids couldn't go in water and cross water. So, <laughs> but, but this co-ed camp 
it feels like an afterthought, right? Because we're, we're early on, you learn the boys are going to the boy camp and the girls are going to the girl camp. I never understood why you'd ever have split sex camps, coeds all the way. Even oh, you when wanted like, a coed. I think I think people are better, even when they're little kids. They're better when they're uh, in coed situations because they're less monsters because they're more worried about the other genders. Yeah, yeah, you kind of keep each other in check a little bit. Totally. Just from just from personal experience, I know when the boys are left alone. Hey, guys, boys will be boys. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> no, boys. I feel like boys. Not all the time, but in my experience, it's like, all right, now to now that the parents are gone, time to be shitty to everyone. Uh, <laughs> well, the beginning of this book on the on the bus. They're being pieces of shit. They're to being each other. pieces and, of shit. Yeah, and like and like the two kids, the J, uh, Jay and Colin. I, immediately, I was like, I remember reading this as a kid again, having vivid memories. I remember the piece of shit kids that I went to school with that I thought were those kids, and I was like, oh yeah, it's that kid that I go to school with. That's a real piece of shit, you know? Yeah, they're like flexing mm-hmm. and showing off their little boy muscles to the four girls on the bus. Again, co-ed camps to take the same bus. I don't get it. I don't right. get it at all. But do you guys remember by the way that Colin? coolest little kid in the world wears like leather jacket stuff and like a red bandana and sunglasses he wait do yourself the favor and check out the two-part special episode did you watch it i did oh i I watched and read oh shit Mm, you double Mm -hmm. dipped Mm -hmm. i actually do Um, i really want to watch this one because i want to see how they brought this to life i gotta see uh it's it's pretty pretty good it's 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 pretty um to the book, you know they don't yeah. they don't stray too far from it. I would say it might even be a better full story. I would Ooh. agree with that because it, give it you gets more, there a little quicker. They also give you more rewarding stuff. Like for example, so let's get let's just get lay out the story so we can talk about all the points we want to get. I think yeah is this kid goes to a camp. It's pretty terrible, and again, nonstop kids are just dying, getting bitten yeah. by snakes, uh, falling off of rivers and drowning, uh, mysteriously disappearing on trails, and all the campers uh, camp counselors just like. Huh, I don't know. That's weird. I guess I'll ask Big Al. Uh, they are yep. trapped. It is actually tense the entire time because I'm like, I don't know. These kids are going to get out of this. Like, they're not sending the letters, which, by the way, I believe is like, why is this a familiar beat? Because I believe it's from the movie Heavyweights, where they're yes. not sending mm-hmm. the mail from yep. the Ben Stiller Disney hey. comedy. Hey, well, man. They, let, they let him have a phone call with his parents, and he goes, I didn't send you to go-kart camp. <laughs> That's right. That's what he says. That's true. That's true. They do allow um, a phone call. I love that movie. I always uh, wanted to go to camp. I never got to go to me camp. Me either, and I love that movie as well, Dom. That movie was. That movie is still quoted on a regular basis by me. I was well, quoting... Yeah. Uh, we just finished a project, Dom and I, and I was quoting, because there's a scene in our thing that, remi- that I actually gave you a little note during the actual production of that was very very heavily inspired by a line in heavyweights which is come here you devil log and he and ben stiller picks up a log come over his- on you devil log dude i would rewind that part, that part i loved so I, ben stiller in that movie is hilarious ben stiller's great it's dark for a disney film also a judd apatow film is it like judd apatow had some had some mitts on it it wasn't like no. a full judd apatow joint because he wasn't that big yet yeah. But it shows a little bit. There's, yes. You can see some Judd Apatow stuff on it. There's, that movie's good. That, that movie's, movie's good. Funny. That movie's funny. Pretty good. That movie's real funny. As a fat kid, I associate it. But there's some similar ideas in that there's this, this a, night, a, a nightmare camp. Literally a nightmare camp. Yes. Yes. We went, we went down. I just got to say, you went down the list of crazy things that happened. I think you missed probably the best part of the book. I think I know what you're going to say because I see it in my notes, but go. Roger gets slashed. By a creature. Mm-hmm. 
He gets torn apart. That's, oh, that's what true. Is, that's what is said. Torn apart. They ripped him to pieces. He hears blood-curdling yes. screams. Exactly. You hear the scream. In the night. Oh, my. This is the scariest moment in a Goosebumps book yet, I, by, I, by hands down. I want to uh, rewind a little bit, not to mm-hmm. take away from that, but I wrote down in my notes very early on, the rabbit animal attack, first real cliffhanger. Yes. I was waiting. I was waiting for the moment where they're like, then they stood up and they were all counselors pretending to be <laughs> monsters but like no they're at they're at a random campsite waiting to be picked up and taught and walking i said they, they said they, they stood on hind legs monster <laughs> cat things start attacking them first appearance of a gun in a goosebumps <laughs> book yeah and it's fired off twice there is a shot. gun oh okay so we're jumping to the end when the gun came out i mm-hmm, lost my mm-hmm. mind this is. I'm drinking a beer, by the way, for Chad's birthday. I'm having no, a wine. This is in the beginning of the book when those things show up. Uncle You're Al right. shoots them. You're right. Yeah, Uncle Al shoots into the air. He shoots into the air, Dom. He doesn't kill any. No, he made the bullets come back. <laughs> <laughs> he, yo, he's got Australian boomerang bullets in that thing. Those are illegal in America. Dude. Oh man, Uncle Al was rubbing me the yeah, wrong dude, way. Yeah, dude, not illegal on Camp Nightmare, brah. Uh, are we finding something? Because I'm not gonna. I'm gonna throw out a, a bold claim because I remember the other camp books very, very familiar and, and very fondly. May I'll you know regret saying this later. Maybe the camp situation is the optimum goosebumps f- foreground for for horror because yeah. I don't know. Like I, I I feel like there's some other ones like Camp Jelly Jam, my most my most memorable book, horrifying. Uh, we'll get to those later. Okay. I, I, when we get to the ending, I want to loop back. To yeah. That. Let's 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 move up to let's move up to it. So the, the okay to break it through, I I, I can keep doing uh, this unless you guys think I'm missing any points. Is yeah, tons of kids dying, and this kid Billy keeps just going like, why is no one telling me anything? Which is actually kind of scary, more so than like if they'd been like, I don't know, there must be a monster out there, which they kind of do. They're more yeah. just not answering his questions. Right. Which gives you a, a feeling of helplessness that's way stronger and more terrifying, at least to me, to just be ignored and like maybe it just says a lot about me. But, right. This is this is taking the parents ignoring kids thing, which is the constant refrain in the books, and actually using it well. Like, right. Yeah. Actually, make it scary in this. Yeah. Like you get the impression that everyone at the camp knows something or is hiding something, but Billy and the kids, and they're all just going to get slaughtered. Again, and like the girls' co-ed camp is just like, yeah, something's happening to us. Girls are just disappearing. We don't know what the fuck's going on. Uh, it builds up to the end of Billy has now saved people's lives. He is now sure he's going to die. He's thinking about running away. He might not make it. His parents are not coming. His letter's not being sold. And they go out into the woods for a big hike that Big Al, the camp counselor, won't tell him what it's for. And out comes a gun. And he a tells bunch them, of guns. A bunch, a of, bunch guns, of guns. Bags of guns. One rifle for every boy. I every think boy. I thought they were going to shoot the boys. I thought they were going to shoot all the kids right then. Uh, yeah, I thought it was going to be a shoot. I literally thought they were going to do like a firing line. Like, yeah. I thought uh, sign- oh, it was crazy. Oh, yeah. This crop of boys is too, has gone bad. we got to start fresh with a new crop of boys. I had no idea where it was going to go. <laughs> and then you find out. Uncle Al says... Uh, oh yeah, those these these two girls from the other side of the camp that Billy had been talking to in secret, 
They ran away. We need to go hunt them. And I suddenly found a new fetish, which is hunting girls in the woods. <laughs> <laughs> that is a that is a thing I think I've seen on real sex or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's definitely a side tangent of like, yeah, so I just like to find random girls uh, if, and, and see if they'll let me hunt them in the woods with with <laughs> with guns. Don't worry, it's tranquilizer darts. No, Don't. real deal. I'm being 100% serious. I think it was called hunting bambi what and they would and they would uh it was paintballs and it would be naked women in the woods what Horrible. i thought that was a joke Horrible. for this episode i did not know that sounds oh, like what's yeah. that guy that does weird stuff on showtime and hbo bro <laughs> <laughs> i'm looking it up this is this is real hunting for bambi drew significant controversy and media coverage due both to its perceived misogyny and to burdick's re- repeated public statements that it was not a hoax so, you know wow. what it sounds like? It sounds like that guy that does the social media stuff. He's real popular right now. He's like a rich dude. I got rich for like gambling or something like that. And now he posts pictures <laughs> of his buff self on his boat with like big booty I know exactly who you're everywhere. talking about. He he broke one of my favorite porn stars' legs. I remember. Yeah. I, about, I, saw, I saw that on his Instagram. So that meant that made us personally offended you yeah personally, he's, he's personally, personally offended me uh no that's totally a game uh, to, he would play to, to bring it back to goosebumps by the way can i say that we're featured on itunes new and noteworthy this week and i'm really glad we're yes, talking about you. this uh, thank you to everyone who's been leaving reviews <laughs> and uh downloading the show and subscribing man. yeah and to all the new viewers welcome to bambi talk <laughs> welcome, to hunting for women welcome talk. to real sex review show <laughs> <laughs> please continue Every every episode of that podcast can start with, yeah, I thought some porn was going to come on, and then, like, it was just, like, old naked guys. <laughs> wait, but, you, uh, wait, hold on. Side bring, tangent, side tangent. Do you guys remember how... You remember, Paul, you weren't here. I'm just going to share it now because I realized how... How weird it was is uh-huh. you Dom was hanging out hanging out with me uh, uh, Dom's Dom's girlfriend was hanging out a few other people I think we were just a little too deep down the drunk bend and I just went guys what if we all watched real sex right now and I thought <laughs> I thought that was like a real great idea but I clearly was wrong as we were Dom being a polite gentleman like going Chad it's not a good idea man let's not put on like no it'll be funny we'll all watch real sex it'll be well, real Chad, funny well Chad started Chad. Chad started searching for it. I, like, I do not want to watch real sex. It's funny because it's like it almost feels like it's like a gateway show to like you just all watching porn together. Yeah, like eventually I, you'd be like, oh man, what if we could see like a dick going in that badge right now? I realized that's what well, it I seemed like it later. I could pull it up it's right like now. You got, hey, you guys want to do some whippets, man? That'd be fun. Hey, man, whippets just ain't enough anymore. <laughs> Heroin is what I want. <laughs> I realized that's what it sounded like at the time in my mind. I was like, oh, it'll be funny because it'll be a real weird show. But I realized it would have been like, yeah, guys, what if I put in this uh, DVD? It's called, like, Butt Sluts 9. Listen, it's a weird. It'll be real <laughs> funny. I'm going to take my clothes off. Like, that's what it seemed like I was about to do. So you I apologize. You don't have to see the prequels. You don't have to, <laughs> you see, don't have to see the prequels. It'll be okay, guys. So, side tangent. Apologies for never telling you that, Dom. I regret what I did. <laughs> no, it was funny. It was it was in the moment. Hey, if it was just hey, a couple of guys, was, hey, just the boys hanging out. <laughs> put on the real sex. I want to see that girl have a sex with a potato. <laughs> that was one that I that I had seen a few times. Was the girl who would carve um, dildos with potatoes. Potato phalli. Anyway, potato phalli. I'm glad I steered us back towards. I'm glad I could have that point. I'm glad I we was, could have that healing like, conversation that you guys could heal your friendship a little bit. 
Yes. Um, to bring it back to Goosebumps. <laughs> to bring it back to these kids in the camp. They're shooting. They're hunting for women. This works so well. This works so well because the camp environment, the parents are out of the picture completely. Mm-hmm. And there are adults who are supposed to be taking care of the kids. And when they don't listen, then something's wrong. Right. And it's cool because they're part of the camp and the camp is scary. So they're allowed to be weird and... Yes, you know, absolutely. And that's why it's like, oh, my safety is in the hands of this person and I don't know what their motives are and they're being very, very weird. You so know, that's you, why I think it works. You bring up a good point. Uh, sending your kids to a camp with a bunch of strange men and women who you don't know and being like, take care of them for three months. Kind of a weird thing that we do with our kids. Yeah, I instantly thought about that same thing too. Like, this seems really dangerous. These kids could just die. Hey man, you say that when it, you have three kids, man. You'll be happy to send them away. <laughs> <laughs> you'll just be listening to your Weezer song in your dad's minivan. You'll be real happy. Put on Pinkerton one more time. <laughs> Wait, before we continue, Girl Hunting, can I put it? I wrote down a note I completely forgot. Billy is just going through a bunch of terrible, like, oh, he's got to, like, uh, you know, go for a bunch of hikes or he's got to go kayaking. At one point, they have to go play a game called Scratch Ball. I like the idea of Scratch Ball a lot. Me too. It seems like a poor kid game for sure, because, like, (laughs) if you don't have a baseball bat, how you would still play baseball? A poor dorky kid, because if you don't have enough friends or equipment. You can do that. I believe the rules were you as the batter just throw the ball somewhere <laughs> and then try to run around the bases until someone tags Dude, you. Dude, are you going to tell me that the made-up games you played in gym class were not the best sports games you ever played? Because they were. Oh, they were the worst. What? No, they were the best. No, I mean, the, are the ones that kids made no. up? Yes. Yeah, like, yeah. No, Dr. Dodgeball, man. Wait, what's that? I never played Dr. that. Dr. Dodgeball? You don't know that one, man? You, you had like a, someone had one of those big foam sticks from American Gladiators. What? And they were the doctor and they could revive people. What? Who were what? Could you kill the doctor? You could, I, I don't. I don't know if you could kill the doctor. Doctor's also, okay. the doctor Doctor's rolled okay. around on no. one of those. Oh, was it one on one of those little boards with the wheels on it? Yes. Okay, never mind. Uh, shit, they nerf doctor. Amazing. I see the nerf doctor with the board. Makes sense. Okay. Well, no, you're sure. scrolling around, man. You're getting all over there. Hey, look, I think Scratch Ball <laughs> is a great point to take a break and come back and bring everybody right back into it. What do you say? Yes. Let's take a quick break. Let's take a quick break. We'll be right back on NPR. <laughs> Bringing it back to Scratch Ball. Ready? Yes. Boom. Scratch ball's happening, guys. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. America's favorite game, Scratch Ball. Mm-hmm. So what's happened so far? He gets to camp. There's a snake in the bed. A kid gets a bit by bit. a snake. And mm-hmm. then the best thing is that what their uh, explanation for why they're not treating this kid is Uncle Al doesn't believe in coddling you guys. And they like let yeah. him just swell up and be filled with venom. Right. So but- we'll have you do all these physical activities like canoeing, swimming, scratch ball but we won't have a nurse we won't have a nurse and the best physical activity i don't know if you guys paid attention to it because if you don't it happens very quick there is suddenly a tennis movie in the middle of this book dude i feel like i was reading infinite jest for a minute (laughs) there just out of nowhere one of the challenges is billy 
You gotta go play. You gotta go play tennis. But I'm terrible at tennis. You gotta do it, Billy. And then he kicks ass. He kicks a little kid's ass. <laughs> I did, I did. And then like, and then he beats. And then he has a fucking heated match with one of the blonde buff kids. But there's like a whole arc there of his like tennis journey and winning the camp tennis tournament for some reason. Yeah, there's like a there's a great montage opportunity there. I gotta say, tennis didn't make it into the TV adaptation. That makes sense. <laughs> Yeah, that and I sense. think for pretty good reason. <laughs> Especially when you realize why all this is happening. I will say, at this point, when all the kids are getting picked off, there's a lot of like red herrings in this. Uh, there's a lot of conversation about how much the kids eat and who has an appetite. There's a lot uh-huh. of talk about appetite. There's a lot of talk about like uh, certain kids not being tough enough to survive. There's a lot mm-hmm. of like weird red herrings. Like Colin, you just never see his eyes. He's describing it. So yeah, I, and I, Larry, Larry loped everywhere. He was, it was very descriptive. Every time he would do things, he would lope there. Well, and he I was, was very tall. He was a very tall man. He was tall. In my brain, I wrote a note down. I was like, this that this dude's a vampire. He's a vampire. <laughs> I'm, sorry, I'm sorry, not a vampire. Sorry, not a vampire. A werewolf. This dude's a werewolf. The enemy of Or vampire. Frankenstein. Frankenstein's tall. Or Frankenstein. Frankenstein. Uh, also tall. A lot tall. of tall things. A slender man. Um, uh, All those Wilt guys Chamberlain. Oh, it could be a Wilt Chamberlain. Oh, the worst uh, monster. Could have been a Wilt Chamberlain changeling. <laughs> One of those. Wilt changeling bin. <laughs> One of those Strider monsters from Half-Life. Those things lope everywhere, oh, too. God. All those uh, things. Uh, oh, no. Uh, oh, no. Uh, um, Shit, I can't think of anyone else tall in the world, but uh, Daddy Long Legs, man. Daddy Long Legs, tall, da- giant Daddy Long Legs. <laughs> but I definitely thought they were like they must be training these guys for like this is gonna be like some weird like uh, who's gonna, I thought it was the Scorch Trials. I thought it was gonna be Maze Runner is what I thought it was going to be. Uh, it I just saw Scorch Trials, by the way. That's why I was right? thinking of it. I was thinking it was like just Scorch Trials or something. Hey, I'm glad that we didn't reveal the ending yet. No. Let's keep talking. So here we go. They play scratch ball. So the first thing that happens weird is somebody gets bit by a snake and there's no nurse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then they play scratch ball and Colin gets beamed in the back of the head by Larry. with a ball by loping yeah. Larry. I don't, the I don't counselor know why this of happens. Bunk four. I don't know why this happened. Why Larry kills like tries to kill the kid. Yeah, you know what? We're not gonna reveal the ending, but he does talk about the ending. And he talks about <laughs> he talks the about why the, the trials. Happens. Yeah, and the thing with Larry's never brought up. No, there's a lot of things. No. We're gonna, we'll, we'll come back to these. But I gotta say, I watched the episode too, and Dom, maybe I saw this wrong, but they show the scene where Larry beans Colin in the back of the head with a baseball and makes an evil face. There is a dent as if a bullet impact hit him in the helmet. <laughs> no, if that kid sustained that blow. He would be, well, sustained is the wrong word because he would be dead. dead. He would yeah. be dead. No, there is a dent the size of the baseball, deep as the baseball, in the helmet as if the way Yosemite Sam gets hit over the head with <laughs> a hammer. That whoever dead. in props, whoever in props hit that thing with a baseball bat to dent it like that, <laughs> awesome. They deserve a freaking medal for that. Oh my God, they dinged it. That. Oh, that's, it's, it's a big dent. It's like a big dent. That kid is gone. Now, knowing what we know about concussions. <laughs> <laughs> now that there's been so much. How has this come up on every podcast Dom is on recently? It's been concussion conversations. Yeah, yeah. Concussions are coming into everything, all right? We need to know about them, okay? Mm-hmm. Knowing what we know, there is a, 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 a number of funny beats that happen to Colin's head. And knowing what we know now, it's not funny at all. It's kind of really sad. <laughs> no, it's still funny. Is getting horribly <laughs> worse. That kid's gonna have rage issues for the rest of his life. Wait, do they hit him in the head multiple times through the episode? They like drop him, and somebody like oh kicks my him. God. No, this is like if RoboCop threw a baseball at your child's head. It is insane. <laughs> is it like rookie of the year level? That yes! kind of like 
funky yes. butt loving type shit. Yeah, okay. Yeah, which is a weird plot. Everyone forgets about Rookie of the Year when the Rookie of the Year being a kid had killed him. <laughs> uh, I remember that. Gary Busey was pretty upset about is it. Is Gary, Gary Busey the bad guy? No, he's the no, good guy. No, he's the aging pitcher. What? Yeah, he's the yeah. good guy. Oh my god. He's the god. rocket. He's the Ooh. hero. Guys, Gary Busey is is amazing. An amazing character. And he's a chameleon. He's a chameleon. He melts into a role, He's the only dude. reason I'm going to watch Dancing with the Stars this season is Gary Busey. <laughs> watch watch Rookie of the Year sometime Yo. and read the IMDb inconsistencies on that film. <laughs> <laughs> it's very funny. It's very funny. So, Scratchball continues, and I guess they win, and Billy is continuing to dominate, despite all his friends one by one disappearing. Now, well, the best I, thing is that Billy and many of the kids at this, at this camp have incredible mental resiliency to the horrible things that are happening around them. Yeah, they're all like, kind of just sucking it up. Yeah, yes. they like take it, and they're like, rub some dirt on it, my friend's dead, gonna go on a hike now. Okay, let me bring up another thing that's probably not going to make any sense. Besides, again, the co-ed plot does nothing. Does nothing other than set no. up women are girls are going to go get not women girls girls are going to get hunted in the woods. Yeah, that's but, the that's the uh, only part. Again, like so many of his friends have been taken away from the cabin, killed or mysteriously ripped apart by a monster they call the saber that just lurks in the woods. Which side note. Doesn't make any sense because they say, don't ever leave your cabins tonight. But let's also go camping out in our tents for one Right, right. Yeah. But another plot they have is, okay, so now all of my friends are gone, and here's three new kids coming into the cabin. Why? Why are those yeah. guys there? That is that that, that is where the book takes us an unfortunate turn. Yes. Because <laughs> that's right around the tennis tournament. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, I yeah. would have loved that whole book had just been like, I gotta, gotta beat this tennis tournament to get home. <laughs> yeah, if I beat this, I'm going home. That is the weird point of it. And that's like right after the, the girls show up, too. You know, it's weird. The girl stuff, too, it was like this weird like love thing. Like you get yeah. like a little bit of romantic thing, but then they just completely drop it. I might, might, this is another time I just throw myself in the mindset of, you know, 12 year old me who was really awkward with girls. Yeah. I wish that cute girls on the other camp would have been swimming across the lake to give me secret messages about how we need to run away together. Oh my yeah. God. Oh yeah. I wish I, was oh, a camp yeah. Night- wish I was a camp nightmare as a little kid. I would have cleaned up. I would have kissed a girl. <laughs> Okay. Looking at these yeah, I might, I might have kissed a girl before I was uh, an adult. <laughs> uh, I think we need to drop the bomb of what happens. We've already said they're hunting girls. It's like, well, yeah. hold on, hold on, hold on. Just, okay. I just want to pump the brakes real quick because okay. I want to go back because mm-hmm. they go to, the, they do scratch ball. It gets beaned to the head. What happens next? Forbidden bunk camp out night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't understand. Well, there's that in the show too. That forbidden cabin. Does nothing. There's a forbidden cabin they can't go to. They go into the forbidden cabin in the show at some point, and their friend is in there. Dawn is in there, I think. Wait, right? wait, 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 Yeah, that's in the show. That happens in the show. I think they go. he goes into the forbidden cabin, and Dawn's in there, unless it was another ransacked cabin that they were in. I, I only scanned across the TV show for certain scenes I wanted to watch. It's possible. Why is Dawn there? Uh, because I think they want to red herring you into thinking that she's supposed to be Saber, but I, I can't remember. Oh, but, that's interesting. But that's that's what my initial thought was. But I, I think there, yeah, I'm pretty sure there's a scene that takes place in the Forbidden Cabin, but that scene is great. Like, just to touch on it once more, 
uh, they're camping. Two kids go to the forbidden cabin. They start hearing screaming. The one kid comes back and he was like, "Oh my God, Saber slashed Roger up. Ripped He's him done. Apart. He tore him apart." And then there's blood curdling screams, and it's like it's pretty scary. Yeah. yeah like there's the the fun thing they did with this one was they actually hurt kids because they knew it wasn't real the whole time, which we'll get to. But like. You you said it. Let's just drop. Let's just drop that bomb. Yeah. Yeah. Let's just get into it. We don't have to talk about the tennis tournament anymore. Let's just get (laughs) right to it. Uh, Paul, you want to take the honors? Well, so they're about to hunt some girls. (laughs) They're about to go do some Bambi hunting, and uh, Uncle Al is in Billy's face, telling him he's going to do it, and Billy's being defiant as hell. And Billy turns the gun on Uncle Al, pulls the trigger. Jesus Christ! He pulls the trigger. Pulls the trigger, shoots Uncle Al. But he, but we are prefaced with that, that it was a dark gun, and he was only going to trank him. But still, he shoots at the man that's in charge of this thing. And then Uncle Al laughs, and then everybody laughs, and then the clapping begins, and it's revealed that Billy passed the test, and suddenly we're in a David Fincher film called The Game, and, every, <laughs> and, it's, and it's Billy's birthday party. <laughs> It is the, the bullets, the gun's not real, and everyone's in on it but Billy. You made the better reference by saying the game. I was going to say it's that, that terrible reality show, Joe Schmo. Where only I one guy was not in on it. Oh, really? Oh, I didn't know that. No, I never was, saw that show. Pre- here's, here's, here's what I think it's important to bring up. It's a premise for a reality show of what if we did, you know, real world slash The Bachelor, yada, yada, all these competitions. It was during the height of reality TV. Right. And if everyone was in on it but one random guy. It sounds fucking hilarious, right? Yeah, it's like, yeah, it'd be definitely. funny to see this guy like, just kind of be manipulated by everyone else. They didn't really do anything. And the whole time you're kind of watching, you're like, well, this is not nearly as rewarding now that I'm just watching a guy be used and manipulated. It's a slight twinge of that in this ending. There was a great Reddit post where a guy came up with an idea for a reality show, and he said that it was a show about a bunch of, I think it was about a bunch of gay guys. And they, ha- I, I'm gonna butcher You're, this. You've already hit ratings gold, Paul. Yeah, I'm into it. I'm it's interested. About, it's, it's about a bunch of gay guys, and they have to do. I forget exactly what they had to do, but basically, the the twist was that there were straight guys in there, and they had to figure out which ones were the straight guys. But the twist twist was that every guy was straight, and it was just an excuse to make a bunch of straight guys <laughs> act like gay guys on TV. Wait, wait, and what? do as much, dude. It was. I got. I have to find it. I couldn't do it. It was brilliant. It was this brilliant idea to basically just trick a bunch of straight dudes <laughs> into being into like into like going over the top and like and like putting themselves in situations they probably never Are would. You and me then that they would all show up like for the first day of the reality show, and the host would be like, "Welcome to Gay House," and they would just yeah. see if any of them react. But the, to it. but the idea was like, there's a couple like straight plants in the house, and. That you have to figure out who the straight guys are and kick them off, but then it turns out it turns out that all of them are straight, <laughs> and they're all trying to kick off the other guys. They're trying to figure it out. It, it was brilliant. It was I think that show would work really well because guys, walls down, dudes would blow each other. <laughs> that's what we want to see. I think that's what why we all not. Really want to see. Well, at some point, you know, would it be? It'd be like you'd get to a point where, like, I think Jeremy's the fucking straight guy. No, I'm not. Then blow me. Like that would, that would have been the like where it would have built up, and the two guys who aren't into it would have done it. And yeah, it would have dude, been great. I found it. Okay. Eleven gay men and one straight man are locked in, a, in the house. The object is for the gay men to find out who isn't gay. 
Once a week, someone gets outvoted until two are left or the straight man is out. If the gays manage to outvote him, they win $1 million. If the straight man is among the two last people in the house in the end, he wins $1 million. Now, here's the twist. Okay. None of the men are actually gay. They just all think they're, that there's one straight <laughs> they're man. The one straight that guy. they're the one straight man. This is amazing. <laughs> it's brilliant. It's pretty, it, it, pretty smart. Yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't really <laughs> seem offensive to any gender. I'm sure someone would be, but it seems like it could be genuinely a really fun show to play with people's conceptions that's i, like I think that it's i think it's it's more like picking on some straight dudes which i like <laughs> which i'm into <laughs> yeah. that, um go ahead rolling it back the game we're at the game here like this it's like this is like at the end like instantly i was like oh it's the game this holy is, shit no it's not just the game this is the game if the game was also logan's run uh-huh also just like speed racer for measure this is uh-huh. insane I I could not believe what happens. You find out not only is it we everything. didn't reveal it. We didn't reveal it. Yeah. It's, uh, oh oh guys, there's a there's a twist. There's a twist upon on a, a, yeah. twist. On a twist. Mm-hmm. Chubby checkers in the house, guys, because we're all <laughs> twisting all over here. Holy shit! <laughs> we're going to twist again, dude. Oh we're going to twist again, dude, like we did last like we summer. We did last summer, <laughs> dude. He's being trained because, it, and it's mentioned early in the story that his parents are explorers. They I thought that was. I thought that was some oh. sort of clue. A goosebumps trope at this, but point. the great thing—the great thing about it is, okay, this is this one was written by R.L. This you one was not ghostwritten. This is a this is a well-written this story. This is an R.L.O. An R.L. original. <laughs> R.L.O. Um, it this one is great because he, he gives that information and then he uses that information on how to on on his parents being these survivalists and he saves he helps remove the snakes. He saves the man's life in the river. He does all these things because his parents have taught him these things, and, and it's a good character moment for him, and it, it shows that the backstory actually plays into the main this story. True. And then at the end, the reveal is this is from the setup early in the story about his parents being survivalists because he is being trained to go on a journey with them. And then, Dom, lay upon us the second twist. <laughs> I'm going to read. I'm going to give you a little information <laughs> about the parents. Okay. This is, this is Billy's dialogue. Maybe I inherited something from my parents, I told him. They're scientists, explorers, kind of. They go off for months at a time, exploring the wildest places. Ladies and gentlemen, the place he was preparing to go to was the planet Earth. Whoa! Whoa! Can you believe it? Can you believe it? Billy's parents show up and go, this was all a test. It was a special government test to see if we could take you along on our special trip, which, if I may point out, in the TV show, as they all come and clap and like, oh, by the way, here's the monster you saw. It was all animatronic. We're all actors that work in the lab. We're going to go to that planet that's right above us, Earth. They show Yeah, Earth it's right over what? there. What? <laughs> it just makes no sense. That means we would see it as Earthlings. Be like, oh, and there's like all the cliche like, oh, man, they're pretty crazy. We need to make sure you could handle all of the normal things you need to be like, like when to take direction, like when we said to not go out to the sh- the street cabin, or mm-hmm. when to not street not take direction, <laughs> when like we said don't hunt girls, or when uh. we said to like save a guy. Like it's weird. All the weird metric is just like, well, we hear Earthlings, they're pretty crazy. I don't know, Dad. Are they crazier than us? I can't believe it. And book. I was laughing. I was like, I, in, I, I, was, I lost my mind, dude. I was cracking up like it was a great book and then I got to the end and I was like well that was the ending all right okay I gotta say the ending works better 
in the book. It works better in the book. Am I yeah. right, Chad? Yes, yes. Here's here's the here's the downside in the pro sites. In the boot in the TV show, they at least show you what saber is. In the book, saber is just like a made up thing. We said I don't yeah. think a kid got ripped apart. In the TV show, it's like oh here is saber. It was like a weird gorilla bear monster that we made up. <laughs> I don't get what any of these things prove that you're legit enough to go to Earth. Other than these are Earth type things, but we look like Earthlings, and this is what our life is like. Right. Yes, but the book ends a little bit more because because at least relies on that you realize you have not seen what anyone in the camp actually looks like. I was waiting for him to be like, and then I put my eight arms around my dad <laughs> and said, I glorb you, dad. <laughs> that would have been so great. <laughs> and then I kissed my dad because that's what we do in our alien culture. <laughs> yeah, and then I uh, and then I blew him. <laughs> Because I'm not going to be the one straight, straight guy out of this camp. Where, guys, where where does the Goosebumps book series go from here? Dude, okay, so we were talking about endings. Or we were talking about the, our favorite ones, and you were saying that the camp thing is a great uh, setting for a Goosebumps book. Yeah. I think anyone, and I don't want to reveal anything because we all read certain ones in this, but there's one that was my favorite story that has an ending similar to this where it's a twist ending. Uh, and not, a lot of them have these weird twist twist endings, like the last one did sure. too, with the with the monster family. But this is a great twist ending in the sense that, like, you're like, oh, the world you thought you were experiencing wasn't the world you th- you were actually experiencing. And uh, there's a couple other ones that are like this, and I think this works because it gives him carte blanche to do whatever he wants, to kill kids, to do stuff like that. Yeah, you know? it, it, I mean, I in a, many ways, if, if this had not been a Goosebumps book. Like, I mean, obviously it had been better written. There was better details and little things. And, you know, a lot of that. Hey, I thought his prose was pretty decent. He was getting his... He was getting his Stephen Crane on. He was using his simple colored descriptions, <laughs> yeah. and he was and he was describing. Guys, the, Paul actually reads. Paul Paul has read Infinite Jest <laughs> just to be on the record, which us. makes me a smart person. Which yeah, makes me a smart person. <laughs> no, this one is a little bit better. But let's say there was a, another writer. Let's say this wasn't a kids' book. Uh huh. If it had continued on most of this entire way, you could have kept ninety eight percent of it up until let's go hunt these girls, and it made it real. This would have mm-hmm. been terrifying, <laughs> yeah, dude. This if he actually a legit killed, legit scary book. If they hunted those, yes, it would. Oh man, if it took that like a like a um, like a dark turn, sort of like a what's the I'm thinking of the Japanese movie now. I can't believe battle I can't Royale. remember what it's battle called. Battle Royale. Battle Royale. It's like a battle royale spin. Oh my god. Yeah, like, or, the, or you know, Billy meets up with the two girls and they have to like flee through the woods and they're actually being hunted by like Ooh. the saber. I'm getting yeah. chills just thinking about it. That's awesome. Right. It's so there. Obviously, they can't do it because that would have then been banned. By yeah, Scholastic right. or whatever. Yeah, but. you know what would have been awesome if there was a banned Goosebumps book. Oh, it would have been huge. Oh I mean, Goosebumps God. is already huge, but it would have been even bigger. Even if it Dom, made up to be a fake band episode. There was a whole series. It was called Fear Street, baby, and it was scary as hell. Is there I a, live on it. I live on Fear <laughs> Street. We'll, we're going to dip our toes into Fear Street at some point. We're going to have. Oh, to. we are. We I actually, have to. I actually have to. never read a Fear Street. Were Me they either. actually scary? You haven't read one either, Dom. Have you? I haven't, but the covers are scary. Oh my god, we got to... It sh- was billed as Goosebumps for older kids. That was. The should we take voice. a diversion? Should we do one soon? We should. We absolutely should. We should. Oh we should. We should have, if any of you guys listening to this, you know, know a good Fear Street, hit us up. Hit us yeah, up. Yeah, I want to. I want to go. I want to dive into those. I want to take a stroll down Fear Street. What do you say we take a quick break so we can think about that Fear Street? Let's and do come it. Come right back. We'll do.
we'll get to some Fear Street, but you know what? I think we got an even better idea that we just came up with oh. during that break. Oh, yeah. We got some... Guys, we have some really, actually, pretty fun ideas for podcast episodes we want to do with you guys. Uh, if you think of anything else you want to hear on the show, feel free to reach out to us. We'd be happy to hear from you on Twitter, at GooseBudsPod, or on our Gmail, at GooseBuds, at gmail.com. But, uh, guys... I'm sorry. I'm laughing because I just thought about that, that book that we just looked at the cover of. I know. We don't want to tease it. <laughs> We don't, uh, it's so great. Maybe maybe we'll tweet out that cover. <laughs> yeah, that dude's. Oh my god, no, that's funny. Frustrating guys, just go look up. Choose your own adventure number one eighteen. Vampire invaders. <laughs> I think just, about I think about that kid hyperspacing the fuck to his son <laughs> <laughs> to kill <a> Dracula. <laughs> Dracula's getting. Fucked. <laughs> He's like, oh no, I'm so safe in space He's except like, for the sun. <laughs> <laughs> You're a goddamn fool, Dracula. <laughs> Why did I go into the sun room? The one room on the ship. <laughs> oh anyway, God. anyway, bring it, bring it back to Camp Nightmare. Oh. Let's what a, final thoughts on Camp Nightmare. Final thoughts. Uh, it was Paul? it was the best one we read. Mm-hmm. It was the scariest one we read, and it had the gut, it had the craziest ending. Besides, when the kids actually killed a man. This was the craziest ending that we've we've seen. I'm not even mad about the twist. You know what? As insane no. as it is, I don't know what they're going to do for other twists that can ever possibly compare to this one. But I liked it. I'm on board. There's one twist ending that I know of from a very, very popular one of these books that I really like. And it's good. It's a good twist ending. Okay. Night of the Living Dummy is the scariest one, we'll yes. say, so yes. far, yeah. right? Okay, And yeah. this one is the most... Tense. It's the best It's the best one thus far, yeah. right? Yeah, there's an actual feeling of, like, dread and, like, I don't know if this kid's going to make it, because these kids are just dying. Two beats into the book, after Colin gets hit with the baseball, he says, hey, man, we're dropping like flies, huh? And it's like, man, yeah, you are. Get the frick out of there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is um, great. a great, great book. Mm-hmm. Th- this is a good Goosebumps book. It has an unnecessary tennis tournament. <laughs> but I'm not it. mad about it. I'm not mad about it. I think John McEnroe was real popular at the time, so he yeah. just had to write about tennis. I just feel like that was on the TV on whoever was writing this. Just like, yeah, he could also play tennis. That looks tough. That looks real <laughs> I think this book is good. Because hold on. It- hold on. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. There's the part where they're playing scratch ball, mm-hmm. and R.L. Stein tries to analyze the male uh, mentality of playing sports and fighting with each other, and, I, and it is the greatest, like, nerdy indoor guy being like, man, sports are weird, and he just, like, kind of, like, <laughs> examines them. It's real weird. There's a great moment in there where he does that. This is a classic. This is going up on the high on the high breaks of Goosebuds books. It's my number one right now. Yeah. Yeah. I th- mm-hmm. It's feeling that way right yeah, now. Yeah, definitely. I, oh, I don't know. As weird as Night of the Living Dummy one is, it's I I feel like that's the scarier book. It is. Yes. Um, but the better but, book uh, is this. I think the so. better book is this one because it has about I think it's got three key components that we have problems with in other Goosebumps books that don't exist in this one, which is. Stupid parents, not not in it. Mm-hmm. Um, Shitty kid. Stupid there's only one prank as a cliffhanger. Uh huh. Yeah, there's only one, there is only one prank as a cliffhanger, and it's when they get off the bus. They're on the Goosebumps bus there, and they get off. What's and that bus driver about? What's that bus driver about? By the way, because that bus driver <laughs> seems to hate kids. I wrote this down. He hates kids and grumbles. And then we get to the end of the bus, and like, and then I saw driving the bus 
was a monster. And he takes <laughs> yeah. off the mask and goes, ha, ha, yeah. kids love that gag. And he goes, hey, everyone get off my bus. Who is this man? Who is yeah, this then, man? He throw, then he throws all their shit on the ground and drives off and almost runs the kid over. This guy but. loves pranks and kids. The scariest also- part, the scariest part, Chad, that guy works for the government. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. Of Venus or something. He does. The government of (laughs) Venus, since it's within viewable range of Earth. I don't understand. What I love about this book is that it it is so kid-centric that the government cares enough about kids going on these expeditions that they set up elaborate schemes to test them. The the government does this for kids. The government doesn't give a shit about a kid. Okay, Let, they don't care if they die on these survival expeditions. This book's fucking crazy. I love it. This book's crazy though. I I do I do love it as well. This is pretty great. Uh, My last note was no shitty kids. That's no it. shitty kids. They no actually care kids. about each other, and they're worried when they like. He's even worried about Larry, who for a good part of the book is kind of a jerk. Yeah, even the shitty kids are not shitty kids in this one. Even is Jay it- and Colin have moments where you're like. All right, I'm I'm feeling for you, Colin. I'm feeling for you, Jay. You know, isn't it great how much more you root for characters when they're not all assholes? How simple that is in terms of yeah. storytelling. Yeah, Ugh, I love it, guys. I sh- have a high. I have a. I have a hunch, though. Here's my hunch. Ready sure. about this book and about the process. I do think R.L. Stein wrote this one. Okay. Yeah. I also think that this is probably a first or second draft. Hmm. What? Just that he got this on the first draft. Well, I say that because. Saber is condensed in the show when those things show up out of the woods and then Al shoots up in the air to scare him away or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, that's Saber in the show. And oh. that's totally where Saber should be teased. Like, yeah. I mean, just in, I mean, I don't know. I, 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 not to be revisionist here or to be some kind of. Uh, uh, backseat editor, hey, but it would hey, make sense. Hey, that's what the show is about. Uh, that's that is what this <laughs> show is about. Uh, that's it makes sense for Saber to uh, appear there, just as eyes, as told in the cover, so that he can show up later and be scary again. You're right. You're right. You know, there's a lot of um, a lot of pieces in this that don't all connect. It's great because it just keeps going. It's the Fury Road, but it's like if there's a lot of pieces like that, like the the, the rabbit animal attack the love interest with Dawn that doesn't really kind of develop into anything. Sure. There's a lot of stuff that doesn't that he that doesn't pay off in the long run. And you're right about that. Guys, I think that's a good place to end there. I think that's a good place to end the best goosebumps book yet as we've as we've all said. And uh, you know, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I did. You know what else we enjoyed? We enjoyed hearing from you guys. Listen to that segue. Listen to that really terrible segue. It was beautiful. Reading you guys's breakdowns on the uh, Goosebud subreddit. I would like to point out uh, one particular detail that mentioned that Billy, his only main complaint is that multiple times in the story, Billy lists a different food that is his favorite food, and thus he's a bit of an asshole, is my favorite complaint. The food food inconsistencies in this book drove me nuts. 
They drove me crazy. <laughs> there was a part where he's talking about eating potatoes and gray meat, and then kids are throwing breadsticks around. They wouldn't give you potatoes no. and breadsticks. No, no way. This is a crazy kitchen. That's By the way, props to Tisnicker for pointing that out. There's a lot of food inconsistencies in this. <laughs> uh, if you guys ever want to discuss more with us, you can go to our subreddit, which is reddit.com slash r slash goosebuds. Uh, and talk about the episodes, cool stuff you see about Goosebumps. I see people just posting their like old book collections they dig up. It's pretty great time, pretty pretty great time. It is a good it's a good subreddit. Uh, there's also you can reach us on Twitter at Goosebuds Pod. You can follow all of us on Twitter. I'm at Quantum Theory. I'm at Paul Ritchie. I'm at Damaskiti. You can follow us on Twitter on that. You can follow us on all of those things. You can reach out. We'd love to hear from you. We really really do. Uh, but you also you also if you want to reach out and help us out. Why don't you go on iTunes? Leave a nice review. It helps the show. It's actually why we're featured on the front page of iTunes right now. We can clearly have some new people discovering the show. If you just joined us, sorry about talking about sex for half of this episode. We're terrible. <laughs> hey, Chad, you got your real sex. You got your real sex fix. In. This is all I wanted to do. This is all I wanted to do. Uh, we should read. Hey, a can I read? A re- can I read a review? Yes, please do. All right, guys, get ready for this one. <laughs> Goose-tacular by R.L. Stein. Whoa! R.L. Stein! R.L. Stein we left this review. We finally made contact. We finally made it. He says, this podcast is hilarious. Five stars, by the way. Yep. It's consistent of three great friends sharing stories, cracking 9-11 jokes. I want to be clear that <laughs> they're jokes that take place on 9-11 mm-hmm. and aren't actually about 9-11. Okay? Let's just be clear. He's goddamn there. right about that. Yeah, huh? And making fun of me. So even at the cost of humiliating my work, I'll still say this is one of the best podcasts I've ever heard. P.S. If I ever see you guys on the street, I'm going to run up on you and see what's up. <laughs> and see what's up. Hey, what's up? What's going on with you right now? Hey, but anyways, great podcast and much love from Horrorland. Yours truly, Stein. Holy shit. We got to talk to my all Let me hit you up with this review on iTunes. It's pretty good. Uh... This is from Christian Colley that says, Show about youth fiction, but not for youth. Five stars. If you like This American Life, you might like Goosebuds. They aren't similar <laughs> in any way, but not everything you like has to be the same as some other things you like. This Each, is brilliant. This is great. Each week is a roundtable discussion about another timeless novella. This podcast makes traffic bearable. It's hilarious and addicting. Give it a shot, but don't tell R.L. Stein, who also listens to this podcast, apparently. Well, I mean, somebody told him because he loved the review. <laughs> Holy <laughs> fuck. That's the best review. Dom, I want you to read M-Dubs' review. <laughs> all right, guys. Okay. All right, guys. Hey, we got to take the good with the bad, all hey, right? Hey, this Here is our first one star, okay? <laughs> one star review. More. We don't want to encourage more, but it's cool to point it out. <laughs> one star review titled Utter Absolute Garbage by <laughs> M-Dubs72285. I stopped listening after the first five minutes. It had nothing to do with goosebumps. It's just a bunch of guys in their mom's basement running their dumb mouths about utter, absolute garbage. He brought it back. I would give zero stars if I could. You guys know the real sad part about that? Is I have virtually no idea what episode he listened to. That could apply to any of them. I know. He could have given zero stars by not giving a fuck and not writing a review and staying out of our goddamn business. Am I right? Yeah, <laughs> you are right. You are right. Uh, uh, I got a, actually got a review um, 
This was actually posted on the subreddit. It's a review from Portuguese iTunes, which we can't read. Um, but it's by well, you can't you can actually read Portuguese iTunes. We well, we'd have to go to it specifically. Yeah, we so got, I think we got a clip from it, I believe, right? He's not, yeah, he's not expecting us to to actually go there, but he sent this to us and he wants us to read it. So uh, it's from Hugo Troito, uh, and he said, "Do you enjoy them spookies? Are you tired of waiting for the next episode of Paranoia Shoppy?" <laughs> Sorry, I had to read it choppy. Sure, of course. It's fine. It's fine. Do you wish do you wish Josh and Nick from Fantasy Fiction and Continue would just shut the fuck up for a second? He didn't say shut the fuck up, but I put that in there. Uh, well then you probably already have listened to Goosebuds, therefore making this review pointless. Thanks for wasting my time. No, but seriously, this is funny, so listen to it. PS, I actually like Josh and Nick. They are alright. It is just that they are no Paul, you know. <laughs> Great. People love Paul, man. People do love Paul. Hey, get on the dimples. Paul train. You got those dimples. You got those dimples. I got dimples? I don't know. Is that even what it's called? You got them cheekbones. You got them sexy cheekbones. Oh, that's it. Yeah, I got yeah, those. those. That's what that that's what that word I meant. I randomly found this other one, this other review by Harker de los Muertos, oh, who said, God. Don Mosquito's voice that my buddy says reminds him of Bert from Sesame Street. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, he also added that Paul Ritchie had sensuous tones and Chad last name's really cool. Ass. <laughs> that's all I got to me. That's all I got. Hey, that's the best review we're going to get. Pack it up, boys. We're done review. here. Yeah, again, if you guys want to, go please leave a nice review or tell your friends. We're done. We, we see you guys on Twitter and we thank it so much. Thank you, everyone, to everyone from Vernon Shaw to Josh Nichols to Johnny Ketchum, TJ Denzer. You guys are all, all amazing. Cat O'Connor, I see you tweeting all the time about us. Thank you so much. Mm -hmm. Uh, Guys, we love you all. Until we see you again, we have something really cool lined up for next episode. It's going to be great. It's going to be a fun one. We're, Chad, let's get into person. Let's get and sit in the same room for that one. What yes, do you say? Let's do that. I think that'd be great because we can both sit in our underwear together and be aware of each other. Yeah, and then we'll watch real sex. <laughs> <laughs> be like, are you getting a boner yet? Because uh, there's nothing going on. <laughs> okay. Hi, everyone. I love hey, you. Hey, hold on. Dom, yeah. sing us out, baby. Oh, wait, you know what? Before I sing us out, I just want to give it one more push. Guys, if you are listening to this right now, if you could go to iTunes, leave a review, but also hit the subscribe button. We're on New and Noteworthy right now, and it will really help our rating. So thank you guys once again for listening to the show. And... How do you want? What, what do you want me to sing, Paul? I how sing how should want, I whatever, sing it? Do, how, about like strikes a camp, how about like a camp song? Maybe? Ooh, that's a good one. Yeah, a camp song. How about? Well, I love Camp Night Moon, and it's such a good time. Two kids last year got attacked by bears, and it was described as not pretty, which means they died. <laughs> They, 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 they tell him about the bears, and then the next scene, they're camping. <laughs> okay. We got to go. We're out of here. Beautiful. Bye, I love, I love Bye. you guys. Love you. Bye-bye. Bye.